Well, yields were falling a little again last week, so are we still thinking central banks will hold off going much further? Well, we have three central banks to focus on this week. The ECB, the Fed and the Bank of Japan. Two of them are expected to lift rates, but not in Japan, even though their inflation numbers on Friday showed very sticky high core inflation levels and to aid decision-making. Lots of PMIs today. Plus, on the home front, later in the week, Aussie CPI. It's Monday, the 24th of July, 2023. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, the US dollar is continuing to glide back up again. It was up a little on Friday and up 1.2% last week on the DXY. The Aussie, meanwhile, fell three quarters of 1% on Friday, down below 67.3 US cents, actually getting close to 67.2 at one stage, which was the low point of the week. But the week has been particularly bad for the Kiwi dollar, losing 3.2% over the week last week. Big moves in US equities on Friday, a very marginal move up in the Dow and the S&P and a quarter percent fall in the Nasdaq. Stocks in Europe were doing okay in the UK and France. In fact, the CAC are on. Uh, it was up almost 0.7%, but a 0.2% fall in the DAX on Friday. The ASX 200, of course, marginally down on Friday and only marginally up across the whole week, a little over 0.1% up. Wow. Uh, oil climbed quite a bit at the end of the week. Brent up 1.8%, WTI up 1.9%. But over the week, Brent was only up 1.4% because it was up and down basically across the week last week and bond yields down a little on friday down two basis points for 10-year treasuries uh, almost at 3.84 percent pretty close to how it started the week but well off those peaks over four percent of course and aussie 10 years still over four percent finishing the week at 4.01 percent just a little over that but they have been up about 4.3 percent of course earlier in july uh, nabs rodrigo Catrill is with me so uh, interesting to watch these bond moves because it's a, a big week for central banks uh, but perhaps not so, such a big week for the Bank of Japan, even though, I mean, you know, Japanese bond yields, <laughs> they're just sticking where they are. And they're still below half, 0.5%, pretty much uh, where they've been uh, all year. Uh, and, you know, if we look at one year, I mean, here's a rare thing these days, minus 0.13%, despite all the core inflation, core inflation is at 3.3% for the year to June, the super core rate. 4.2%. I mean, it's coming down, but very, very slowly, without the prospect of any rate hikes. And the Bank of Japan meeting this week, and the expectation is they're not going to do anything this week either. Um, yeah, and to to be honest, uh, it's, um, it's it's actually quite a quite a. If you look at the data, it's telling you that that Japan. Uh, not only is performing well from an economic perspective, um, the equity market is doing really, really well as well, which is quite unusual compared to how um, you know the Nika has tended to perform in the past, and 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 also we have um, uh, inflation, which is kind of elevated, and and at four point two percent in the core core reading. Um, you know, any central bank, uh, you would think, uh, will be thinking about taking away some of those ultra easy monetary policies. So the market had been shifting, shifting towards that thinking. Um, and then particularly on, on Friday, but also early in the week, we, we had more and more news coming out from BOJ commentators and uh, um, say suggesting that no, that the bank is not going to move this Friday and, and they're not going to be uh, tweaking the yield curve control policy so um and also there was a survey uh, uh, again from bloomberg and reuters uh, suggesting that most economists thought that uh, they were not going to move so we saw a big move lower in in the swap market that had been edging higher uh, particularly in the 10-year space um and also um you know the yen was the big underperformer in what was a quiet day uh, for markets it was down over 1.2 percent 
uh, on the day as well. So a big sort of a pullback, if you like, of expectations of what the, the bank will do this week. Now, what is interesting, though, is that um, when you look at those inflation numbers, uh, the Bank of Japan will be releasing new forecasts on Friday. um, And it's difficult to see how they are going to keep those forecasts for inflation and change. They will have to shift them higher. And in particular, uh, we think at least that uh, for this fiscal year, they can no longer say that inflation is going to head back down towards that 2%. So... um, if you have uh, inflation forecasts that have been shifted higher, it's going to be difficult uh, for us, from a logical perspective at least, to, to justify the ultra-easy policy. So if they don't go today, uh, we think that maybe the risk there is that the bank will be setting the stage for a tweak over the coming months, uh, potentially in September. So there's still something in it, uh, and there will potentially be some movement on, on Friday for the yen and and and. and um, and the swap market in, in particular. Well, we get Japan, right, but we get the PMIs as well for Japan today, don't we? Is that is that going to influence them in any way? Well, if anything, th- those PMIs have shown that, uh, and that's really the story, that particularly the manufacturing sector in, in Japan has been super resilient. It's, it's literally at 50, uh, whereas, of course, we've seen other PMIs in, in recession mode close to 40, well, at 40 in Germany, for instance. So... Um, it will be interesting to see if we see that resilience in the manufacturing sector. But again, the services sector is also doing very, very well and the economy is performing. So, um, of course, if there's a downward surprise, then that, that will change that, that image. But uh, at this stage, Japan is performing better than others. Right. Now, uh, and we'll look at the other PMIs coming up today in just a second. But let's just go uh, back to Friday, because, of course, that's when the uh, Japan's uh, CPI numbers were out. But also UK retail sales, which were a surprise. Uh, again, you know, this resilience. So they uh, up 0.7% month on month in June. So the annual figure has actually improved from minus 2.3% to minus 1%. You might have thought there'd be some sort of response, market response to that, but really nothing at all. Nothing at all. And if anything, it's probably kind of um, just emphasizes that, you know, the focus really in the UK is, is that elevated level of inflation. And the little pullback that we got, uh, you know, halfway through the week, it's been sort of the driving force. Saying that as well, uh, on Friday, we also had that consumer confidence uh, reading that um, uh, fell, uh, I think it was five points to minus 30. So um, maybe it was a bit of an offsetting force to to that June retail sales number. Um, but uh, overall, you know, it's, it's worth highlighting that in Q2, UK, UK sales volumes we're up 2% on the quarter. Um, so this is not just a one reading. It's actually a three-month reading that is showing that resilience of the consumer. Um, and, it, you know, it, to me, at least it reinforces the view that the Bank of England will have to at least hike by 25 basis points and retain a hawkish stance uh, over, over coming months. Uh, Canada's retail sales, though, they were lower than expected, up just 0.2% in May, uh, just 0.5%, half percent year on year. Uh, new housing prices, they've gone down 0.7% year on year, so definitely a softer economy in, in Canada. I mean, we're a little way off the next uh, Bank of Canada meeting, but I mean, that's going to weigh into their thinking, isn't it? It is going to weigh into their thinking, um, but uh, again, in terms of the main focus uh, is is that inflation number. So a little bit of weakness in the economy um, it's kind of part of the medicine, if you like. Uh, the question is whether that medicine uh, needs an, a top-up uh, if inflation doesn't continue to decline. Now, the ECB meets this week. Uh, interestingly, Spain has just had a, a leap in consumer confidence. We saw that on Friday from 81.5. It was expected to go down, but it actually shot up to 92.4. 
And uh, supposedly the general election, which was fought over the weekend, was being fought over the cost of living. But, you know, their headline inflation rate is down to 1.9%, which you would have thought would be the envy of the world. In fact, they're probably asking why should they have to put up with ECB rate rises when uh, their interest rates, is, their, their inflation level is so low. Uh, but the outcome of that election, well, we don't know yet, but the uh, the exit polls are showing a sharp swing to the right. I'm not sure whether that will influence the markets at all today. It does. It does look a little, a little bit like that, but it, it does also looks quite close at this stage to, to actually call it. Um, but overall, it's it one of the stories, if you like, of this year is that it is the peripherals that are enjoying or not suffering high levels of inflation. And rather, the, the story is, is kind of coming from the main, the core with Germany, the one that is, is having facing those big inflationary forces. Um, for the ACB, that's the story for now is that you know, as much as it is well-priced for a 25 basis point hike, um, it's whether, you know, those messages that we've been hearing from, including some of those hawkish speakers, whether they will retain that commitment to further hikes in the future uh, as resolutely as the, as the, you know, Lagarde has been sounding of late. So I think that the market will be very much focused on on the messaging. Uh, pretty much, you know, what, what we think will be the question of the FMC, uh, what Fed Chair Powell says as well. All right. Uh, today, New Zealand trade figures, but it's PMI day, isn't it? That's the biggie. Uh, so Japan, uh, France, Germany, the euro area, the UK, the US, there's uh, a- an awful lot to tap into there. And I guess the question is, in each case, is manufacturing picking up or going down? And are we seeing weakening in the service sector? And how is Europe comparing to the United States? Yes, uh, we mentioned Japan and that, that that will be the one theme. Will they continue to to do better than others, particularly in the manufacturing sector? The, the European question is, have we seen the bottom in terms of that contraction within the manufacturing sector in Germany? The last time it printed at 40, the market is looking for a small uptick to 41. So maybe a little bit of encouragement there that we've seen the worst. And, and, and of course, uh, as you said, services sector, will they continue to, to kind of carry the day, if you like, for, for all the major economies? Well, we've said the Bank of Japan's going nowhere this week, but the ECB and the FOMC, it looks like they are going to lift by 25 basis points. Could that be the end of it, certainly for the FOMC? Are we seeing their last one? Well, yeah, that, that's the big question, right? Uh, for, for the ECB, certainly the message is will be that more work needs to be done. Uh, the question is how forceful that, that message will be for the Fed. Um, I think the market is the one that is sort of gearing itself, particularly because of the CPI prints that we got, that this is it. And this is more like an insurance 25 basis point hike. Um, and then, you know, the, the, the Fed should be comfortable waiting and seeing how the data uh, evolves. Um, but, you know, Fed Chair Powell uh, and in general, the message coming from Fed speakers has been that, you know, you got to talk the hawkish game until you're certain um, that that inflation has been uh, come, will be coming down with certainty. So um, maybe there's room there for disappointment for the market because um, my, my sense, at least, will be that FHA power will continue to talk up uh, the risk of inflation and the, and the need to be alert and, and hawkish, if you like. So we can expect some of those bond yields to start rising back again this week, then, do you think? A little bit of more volatility, particularly in the front end, uh, uh, that would be my guess. Yeah, all right. Uh, Australia's CPI as well, that, that's the big number locally on Wednesday and retail sales later in the week as well. Yeah, so for CPI in Australia, uh, you know, it's the trim mean that will be important. Um, you know, if it comes in line with expectations, um, it would also mean that it comes in line with what the RBA was forecasting in May. So, so that would be the interesting thing, you know. Is, is it going to be enough to, to move the dial for, for an August hike? Um, 
um, <clears throat> we think that what will be just as important will be what the what the RBA has forecast or will forecast uh, for for inflation looking ahead. And if anything, that's where we see the risk that you know, it's not so much about Q2 inflation, but it's about what we think is coming in Q3 and Q4, which particularly on the services side and, and wages growth will will keep it sticky. And and whether the RBA will do something about that, um, but um, you know, all to be playful. Yeah, all to be playful. It's going to be a busy week this week, isn't it? Yeah, busy week, not only about central banks and CPI, of course, for Australia, but also the earnings reporting season um, in the yes. US is is going to be important. We have, you know, big companies reporting um, and that will shape expectations about, you know, not only, um, you know, the earnings ahead, but uh, how, how the equity market is likely to perform. We've got to remember the S&P is very, very close to, you know, the previous highs and effectively erasing all, all the losses that we had, so well, recent losses. So it's it's an important kind of level and, and place to be. So uh, all those earnings this mm. week will be important. And the big question today as well is, is Elon Musk going to get rid of the bird from Twitter? Uh, Because he tweeted over the weekend saying he wants to replace it with the letter X because X is the app that's going to do everything. I'm not quite sure why X, not Y, but it is X. But why he'd want X, except the only word I can think of with X in is toxic. So that sort of kind of makes sense with Twitter, doesn't it, really? But I've got a slogan for him. Twitter without the bird, just no birds. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to buy Bayswater car rentals, obviously, uh, but, you know, I'm sure he can afford that uh, amount of his uh, considerable wealth. Uh, so we'll see how that plays yeah. out today as well. Good to have you on, Rodrigo. We'll catch you again very soon. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers, Phil. And you'll notice I haven't said anything about the cricket. I'll stay out of that one. Uh, that's it for today. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. Back again tomorrow morning. See you then. Thanks for listening.